Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. All right, so today we got a packed show. We got Chris Casamasa. He's a best-selling author. He's also an actor. He was, this guy was Scorpion for Mortal Kombat, and he's also the stunt double for Batman. I'm Batman. And also, he's a consultant. He's a ninja. You know, Chris has done martial arts his entire life. He's also a ninth-degree black belt. So we got a bunch of questions for Chris. We want to find out a lot about him. We want to talk about bullying and how we can stop that. Also, we have on the show Senator Ted Harvey. He's the chairman for the committee to defend the president. Also, we have State Senator Eric Brackey. He's a candidate for U.S. Senate. We're going to talk to him about what's going on up north. What is he planning on doing for the U.S. Senate as a senator? So we'll, we're going to talk to all those guys, get them in here, and we're going to put them on the hot seat. But first... You know, you, you had a wonderful show. Thank you very much. I'm glad you let me stick around. Yeah, absolutely. You in, know, in my own studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you stick around and, and give us a hard time a little bit. Well, I'm, I'm curious. I'm, actually, I'm very interested that Donald Trump needs someone to defend him. Oh, apparently. you got to stick around for that what's one. The name Are you going to stick around the, for that? What's the name of the thing? What's it called again? His, his name is uh, he's Senator Ted Harvey. Yeah, but what's the name of the thing he does? Chairman of the Committee to Defend the President. Oh, my God. All right. You going to stick around for that? Sure, if you need me. Oh, okay. I'm I'm happy to – I'm curious what it is that Donald Trump needs defending from. He does take a lot of flack. Yeah, well, well, when he can't get the word no right or wouldn't, wouldn't, then please. Come come on. on. You didn't hear my spit on that? Oh, come on. Oh, come on. Come on. I'm happy. Yes, but anyway, thank you for letting me stick around for a few minutes longer. I'm going to start charging you rent, by the way. Absolutely. Let's get to the fun stuff. Let's talk to Chris Casamasa. Chris, like I said, is a best-selling author. He's going to tell us about his book – He's also he he played Scorpion in Mortal Kombat. Get over here! <laughs> and he's also the stunt double as Batman. You know that means that he's the guy that you saw the majority of the time in the suit. That's what we're talking about. Chris, welcome to come and talk it, sir. Hey, Michael, how are you? I'm doing. We're doing outstanding, sir. So you know, Chris. You know, tell us about your book. Tell us about you. You know, you got to start, you know, back. How did you get started in martial arts? Because you, you did it when you were a kid. And how did you get yeah. to where you are today? Well, I started when I was uh, four years old. Uh, I kind of grew up in martial arts my entire life. My uh, my father's the one that got me started because he started our, our company and our style of martial arts uh, all the way back in 1965. And I uh, just fell in love with it at a very young age. And, uh, and as I got older, I decided. And, 
and compete with the pros, uh, where I spent a number of years, and I ended up becoming the a four-time number one national champion uh, out on the pro tour, and that's where I got spotted uh, by some producers, uh, and that's how I ended up uh, getting into uh, the film and TV world as well. Nice. Okay. And so you, so you were Scorpion in Mortal Kombat. How'd you land that role? Uh, literally, I landed it by accident. I was in the right place at the right time, and my talent uh, in martial arts actually opened a door for me that uh, would not have normally been there. I originally went into audition as one of the background fighters in that film because uh, they were doing some other fight scenes in there, and they needed basically filler bodies uh, to do that. And they told us that the entire uh, had been set, and you know, we're going to be background fighters. It was, it was my first big... Uh, you know, full-on SAG uh, Screen Actors Guild production. And uh, I'd done some smaller films up to that point, but this is my first uh, foray into a, into a big film. And they had us basically going up and, and showcasing kind of our, our favorite stuff and things like that. Um, when it was my turn to go up, I wanted to do something different because there's a lot of talented people there that day. So they had uh, a couple of casting people sitting in chairs, um, you know, in like a little performance area room. So I decided in the middle of my performance, I would just run at them and, and jump and kick over them and literally landed on the other side of them. And uh, when I did that, uh, unbeknownst to me at that time, the producer and director had actually walked in and saw what I did. So I ended up getting a call back the next day and uh, I still didn't know what it was for. So there was probably 75, 80 guys there the first day that we did it. Came back the second day, there was about 20. Uh, we did some more things, uh, and they said, great. And uh, then I got a call back to back a third day, and I was thinking, wow, it's hard to be in a big film to be a background fire. Like, I was basically just going to be an extra, and I had no idea at the time. And we came back the third, the third time, and there was just three guys uh, left. And uh, they were basically filming uh, our bodies, and the producer, director, a couple of camera guys kind of got in a little football huddle, and uh, they walked over to us, and uh, the, the director at the time said, hey, would you guys mind taking your shirts off? And unfortunately, I'm a little bit of a smartass, so I said, well, hey, if it'll, get me, if it'll get me the part, I'll come to your trailer, too. And, uh, <laughs> right, so listen, here's the funny thing. I tell that story, and everybody laughs. The director looked at me stone-faced as if I had just shot his mom. <laughs> and I went, I went, oh, my God, I'm so screwed right now. Like, this is like, I don't know what this is, but I, I'm, I'm out. Um, but so then we did. We took our shirts off, and they were filming us. And I looked to my left, and the guy to the left of me was like a little heavy set, And the guy on the right was a little heavy set too, and really hairy. And I was, I, I was inhaling and flexing as much as I could. And uh, they kind of they, they filmed this, went back to the little football huddle. And the director walked over to me at that point, shook my hand, said, Welcome to Mortal Kombat. You're going to be Scorpion. Wow. Puts a new meaning to casting couch, huh? Yeah, no kidding. Right? And I, I had no idea, like, what until that moment, like, because they had told us, hey, all the rules are full. We just need background fighters. Nice. Yeah. So you being in better shape got you that part. <laughs> I think so. I think so. I like to believe I was still a little more talented than the other two guys. They were great, but uh, it was a very interesting session, to be sure. All right. Nice. Well, yeah. Go yeah. ahead. You got something for Chris? Yeah, I see. This is uh, Max Miller. Hey, how are you today? Max, I'm yeah. awesome. Thanks. Hey, as you can tell by my heavy Texas accent, I'm uh, here in Austin, Texas. And uh, I'm right. I, I, you sound... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I was would... going to say, you sound like you're really from, you're really from South Texas, that accent. Actually, <laughs> yeah, actually from, 
from Point Blank, Texas, actually. Is what this oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, no, I have a question for you. So, when, so do you train, when you train other people, oh, like yeah. the only guy that's fit in the studio right now is Zach, and you can't see <laughs> Zach because Zach actually runs marathons, right? Do you actually have mm-hmm. to be a certain physical standard before you can even start training people? Uh, absolutely not. Oh, okay. Uh, you can. There's hope for Michael yeah. then. Okay. That's, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Nice. Part, part of what we do is we help people get from out of shape to into shape. That's one of the great things about martial arts is it's never too late to start. You can start at any age. Um, and it, it, it's a fantastic workout. I tell everybody the same thing. It works you out from your toes to your nose. Okay. All right. So, we're, we're talking with Chris Casamasa. He's a best-selling author. He's also Scorpion in Mortal Kombat, and he was a stunt double in Batman. We're going to talk to him when we come back about what he does about bullying. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Hey, this is AWR Hawkins of Breitbart News, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, we're talking with Chris Casamasa. He was Scorpion for Mortal Kombat. Also, he did stunt double as Batman. And so, Chris has a book. Chris, tell us a little bit about your book. Uh, my book is called Bullyproof Fitness. It is a number one bestseller, so I appreciate all the support. Uh, and thank you for having me on the show to talk about it. But it's the ultimate guide for parents to help in the battle against bullies and bellies. And uh, it helps parents make their kids uh, feel like a super ninja. And uh, I, wrote it, I wrote it because uh, I've been traveling around the country doing these seminars and clinics to help kids become bullyproof and fit. And not only that, to identify bullying behaviors, not just in others, but in themselves. Um, I've been doing this for a number of years in California, where I'm from, at, uh, at literally dozens and dozens of public schools, and I've been able to help and impact about 50,000 kids so far, but my goal is to help a million kids by the year 2025, uh, and that's one of the reasons why I wrote the book, because I can't be everywhere at once, but uh, it's, it's helping to create an impact and to help kids better, better protect themselves and feel better about themselves. Yeah, so Chris, we're, we're a gun talk show, and that's one of the things that we kind of focus on. You know, getting people away from, you know, basically talking about the gun, the tool, and talk about, you know, how do we get to that point? How about stopping it before we get to that point? And that is stop bullying and, you know, start that conversation. So what are some of the tips that you take to schools to talk to kids about, you know, stop bullying? Well, number one is learning to identify the warning signs of bullying behavior, uh, like I said, in themselves and others. And one of those key indicators is anger. Right. And I talk to the kids about, you know, if they have a short fuse or if they if it takes a lot to get them mad, that it's basically the warning signs like a volcano. You know, when a volcano erupts, it doesn't just erupt. It gives off warning signs. So I teach them to identify those warning signs in themselves and others first so that they're not essentially poking a rattlestick or a, a rattlesnake with a stick. Uh, they're able to to back off and become more self-aware. Uh, and that will help de-escalate any of the situations before they start to happen. Hey, Chris, it's, it's Max again. So obviously I'm not from here originally, but uh, just so you mm. know, this is a worldwide phenomenon, right? It happens in the UK and other countries. Anytime there's a playground with kids, I suppose. 
But what do you do for kids, though, that are the ones on the receiving end? Do you, what do you do to, to help them? How do you help those kids get over there being bullied? And I, I was just talking to Zach, actually, before the show started, right, that girls are often worse than boys. Girls, uh, oh my, uh, it's a whole rant of mine with, when, it comes, when it comes to girls. Uh, we, 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 we've struck a nerve. We've struck the core. Uh, we struck the mother load, apparently. There's, there's two reasons, a bunch of reasons, but two main reasons. One, I have a daughter myself uh, who's trained with me since she was very young, and uh, it, there's a very sad statistic, according to the FBI, that one in three women will be sexually assaulted or attacked in their lifetime. That's a horrible, horrible statistic, right? So uh, I'm out there fighting this fight and helping these girls become strong and confident um, so that they believe in themselves most attacks that happen against girls and women are ones that because they're they lack that self-confidence or they're, they're they don't believe in themselves or have that self-esteem level up high enough so i try and get out there and empower them get them out there physically moving and talk to them about how much better women are than men now listen i know i'm talking to three guys in the studio but listen guys the only advantage we have over women is physical strength they are smarter than us. They are more in tune with their emotions. Hey, more looking, at the, looking at the three of us around this table, I totally agree with you. <laughs> that's all we have. That's all we have is brute. That's all we have is brute strength. And so I try and get these these girls and these women to understand. And look and think about this: in the animal kingdom of which we're a part of, like the the human is the only one where the male is considered superior. I mean, if you take the smallest insect, like the black widow spider, you know what I mean? The female mates with the male and then bites his head off. Yes, she has no more use for him. And in, in, the, in the jungle, the lion, which one does all the hunting? It's the females. The males just basically sit around and lick themselves all day. <laughs> so, I think Zach's had girlfriends, though, like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so no. I, I, use these, I use these analogies to get girls and women to understand how important they are to society, how strong they can be, and how much they have to develop their self-confidence and self-esteem so these the risk of them happening can go way, way down uh, just with a few simple tips and, and just, like I said, awareness like this. And, of course, in the clinics and the things that I do, I teach them some, some basic self-defense of things they can do. If somebody does try and touch them or does try and attack them, some things that they can do. Now, in clinics and seminars, when I do that, I only have a limited amount of time, a few hours. I don't get to spend, you know, days, weeks, months, or years with someone unless they're physically at one of our studios in California training them. Um, to, to make them super fit and strong. Like my daughter right now is a, she's a second degree black belt, which is the second level in the black belt. And she's pretty much a little badass. And with the, I did that on purpose because as a dad, I can't be there all the time with her. And I know that sometime in the future, something might happen to her. And at that moment, like all the training I've ever given her is going to kick in. And like, I hope it never happens to her. I hope nothing happens. But if it does, like, I wish I could be a fly on the wall just so I could see her beat his ass. <laughs> hey, proud dad. What can you say? All right, so, yeah, uh, so I'm a proud dad. So, Chris, you know, you do a lot of consulting work. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Well, we have a chain of schools in Los Angeles and Southern California. Like I said, we've been around for 53 years, and uh, a lot of people are into martial arts, a lot of great martial arts teachers, but they don't know how to survive on the business side of it, right? It's one thing to be able to teach martial arts. It's a completely other animal to be able to run and operate a business. And when you're following your passion, a lot of school owners tend to struggle in the pursuit of their passion. Well, we've flipped the script on that. I make a great living doing what I love. And we essentially have the system and the blueprints that have a half a century track record 
of success. So I help these school owners around the country grow their business so they can live a better lifestyle and serve more people in their community because the martial arts has such a great impact on people when they're studying and training. And so the more people that can do it, the more confidence we can build, the more self-esteem we can build. Uh, it's a win-win situation all the way around. Nice. All right. And then tell us a little bit about the bullying because um, it, it's it's not that you're teaching them, teaching people how to fight. You're teaching kids how to fight. It's more about a, a mindset. hundred percent. hundred. You are right on point there. It really is a mindset. And that's a, a very common myth that people have about the martial arts is that, oh, it's violent or they're learning to be, uh, you know, beat people up and things like that. Nothing could be farther from the truth, right? The martial arts has been around for millennium. Uh, it's been around since the time, like on the pyramid, in the pyramids of Egypt, there's drawings of fighting, people fighting and fighting styles. So combat itself and self-defense has been around for thousands and thousands of years. And at its heart, it was developed for self-protection. One group of people was attacking another group of people. They needed a way to come up with a, a, how to protect themselves. And that's really where martial arts evolved from. So what I tell parents when I tell people, and I'm on, on TV shows and talk shows all the time, I say, look, our job is to create a generation of superheroes, not super bullies. And martial arts done right does exactly that. Nice. Martial arts is really just a discipline. And that word is something that people need more of this day and age, it seems. And martial arts is an amazing way to get people there, to get them disciplined. Yep, 100%. Focus, commitment, discipline. And, and here, a perfect example, of course, I always use myself as the example because I'm a strong believer in leadership by example. And that is everything that I've done in my life, whether it's being a TV show or a movie or become a black belt or write a number one best-selling book, I could never have done those things if I didn't have the confidence that I learned in the martial arts. If I didn't have the discipline to buckle down, to do it, to do the work, to get the results, I would have never been able to accomplish that if it wasn't for what I learned in my martial arts training. And it's so empowering too, isn't it? Uh, I believe so. And so, so Chris, you know, how do people find you and how do they, what's the name of your book? Uh, my book is called Bullyproof Fitness. It's available on Amazon. Uh, you can just type in Bullyproof Fitness there. They can reach me. If they're a martial arts school owner, uh, I've got a website for them, which is called the Dojo Doctors, because essentially that's what I go in and do. And I help them uh, I diagnose what's wrong with their business and help them become more successful than they already are. Um, or if you just type my name in, chriscasamassa.com. Uh, or BullyProofFitness.com, uh, and then I'm on all the socials, right? Instagram, Snapchat, uh, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. So they can they can find me. I'm pretty easy to find nowadays. Nice. Okay. And so it's ChrisCasamasa.com. Also, the name of your book one more time. Bullyproof Fitness. Nice. All right. That's Chris Casamasa. He's an actor. He was Scorpion in Mortal Kombat. He's also with a stunt double for Batman. He does consulting work. He's a ninja. He's also a ninth degree black belt. And he helps kids with bullying. You know, that's, you know, it's it's a mindset. You know, when it comes to martial art, and so we got to you got to do something. We I think I'm going to I'm going to start using him because uh, you're such a bully around the studio, oh, Michael. Come on. It's no like way. This, uh, seriously, I don't people don't know, but he he just takes over the studio, just barges in like he owns the place. It's, it's a chess place. match. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. so I'm, 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 I might I'm, have to reach out to Chris and ask him how to handle you. I'm I plotting think. my next move. Yeah, exactly. Oh, please, yes, okay. <laughs> subtlety, subtlety is not your middle name. Nice. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Chris. We really appreciate you coming on and telling us about your life. Tell us about your book and also what you do for the kids. Yeah, man, thank you so much. Listen, I couldn't do and make the impact that I make if it wasn't for, for guys like you and shows like you. So 
thank you so much for helping me get the word out. Thank you for having me on the show. I, I had a great time. I wish you guys all the success in the world, and uh, I, I really appreciate it. Hey, Chris, can we hear your best get over here? And it won't sound like the movie because they... <laughs> they and that wasn't you. Was that, that your voice? Over, we were right? wondering if that was your voice. Was that your voice? Oh, I think we lost, we lost him. him. Oh, oh, he's gone. Man. Yeah. Just well, why don't you do yours? Yeah, you, mean, do- hey, you do yours. Cause... Yeah, it's the uh, the sound that the character Scorpion it's makes in the it. video game when uh, he throws out the spear and it impales the other player and he pulls on the chain it's attached to and pulls him over to him so he can punch him or kick him and he says, Get over here! That's how it say I'm not twelve, so I don't play that game. <laughs> <laughs> I played it when I was twelve. Okay, fair enough. That was like last week, though. <laughs> nice. All right, so yeah, I'll that, take it. that yeah, was exactly. Chris. That was Chris Casamasa. You you can definitely go to his uh, website, chriscasamasa.com. He's a best-selling author. Check out his book. He's also an actor. He's also a consultant. He's uh, he's a ninth-degree black belt, and he helps kids with the bullying. You know, I was actually looking him up online. Look at that. Not, look at the on Amazon. It's got all five, oh, yeah. five stars. stars. Five yeah. stars. Yeah, that's yeah. very good. Yes, very impressive. A must for any parent. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah, absolutely, okay. absolutely. Okay, well, good. I'm glad. <laughs> so yeah, definitely. If you're you're having problems with your kid, maybe want to check out his program and and you know and see what you can do. Yeah. Yes, it looks great actually. Okay, see there. See, okay. see, yeah. we're making the world a better we, place. You're doing your best. I'm see? glad I'm a positive influence on we this program. Are the world. No, no, I'm glad I'm a positive we influence. We are the children. I am, oh, please don't. I'm glad I'm a positive influence on this program. Gonna though. make a better place, so oh, let's sh- start living. Shall we, shall we hold hands and sing Kumbaya? <laughs> Is that what we're supposed to do? We're going to sing Kumbaya now? All right, okay. so later we're going to have uh, Senator Ted Harvey coming up. He's a chairman for the Committee to Defend the President. Oh, also, boy. State Senator Eric Brackey, candidate for U.S. Senate. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Yo, what's going on, guys? It's Jack Jones here, and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It. Welcome back to Come and Talk It, and now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back, and we're... We have coming up later in the hour, Senator Ted Harvey. He's the chairman of the Committee to Defend the President. Also, we have State Senator Eric Brackey. He's a candidate for U.S. Senate. He's going to tell us about, you know, a bunch of stuff. He's going to tell us a little bit about his background. He's going to tell us about the Second Amendment and his stance on that and all that. So, man, in your show, you were talking about the president. Of course. And you're talking about the you mentioned the fact that he's what demoralizing his own team. I didn't get to that far because to... you came in, you and Zach came in and interrupted me. So how but... you tell me uh, how is he demoralizing his own team? Well, because they keep quitting. Right? I mean, this is of course this is innuendo and rumor. Some other people haven't quit. It's hard yet. working at and you know in DC in the White House. It, it, to be fair, it is I, hard. It is hard to be working in DC in Especially the White if you're, House. You're, you're a businessman, you look you're oh, used please. to having your own free time. I know that part. Yeah, you, you have, are used to having your own free yes, time yes, yes, coming yes, yes. in when you want to come in. And so it's well, that's it, why he has executive time till eleven o'clock. And now that's it's very strict. You gotta be there on time. He you gotta goes, be there early he in the He has executive time. He, well, he lives in the same building, Michael. Correct. He only has to come downstairs. He does. Well, we're talking about his staff though. Oh, on. sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yes, his, staff, you know, his yes, team. Yes, his team, his so, team. Yeah, it's got to be difficult for so, them. So I want to ask you a question, though. You sure. and Zach, right? So, so did you see Trump's press conference with Putin? No, I did not. You did not? Okay, I did. Yeah, I knew you were lying. Ah. Yeah, but I mean, he, um, where, he where he basically said would and wouldn't and the whole no-no. I covered that in my program, but 
I, what I wanted to get to, though, which I didn't finish, which I do want to speak. When, when's this gentleman, uh, this fellow calling in, um, defend, is going to defend Donald Trump? Right, Ted Harvey. Ted Harvey, yeah. Right. I was just looking him up, actually, because he says that he wants to defend Donald Trump from the radical left. Okay. Uh, which, of course, he would count me as I'm not. Just for those who are just <laughs> listening to Michael and wondering who I am, uh, I am an independent. Uh, yes, he wants to present... Defend Donald Trump from – here we go. I want to make sure I've got my facts right. Attacks from the radical left and wants to talk about Donald Trump's um, success, his accomplishments. And that's the thing that gets me is I don't, I don't understand what he's done. I know the phones will light up in a minute when people explaining to me, telling me or writing to me at Max and Max Mill. Live, All right, so you're sitting in traffic. Me, you're on I-35. You're on Slowpack. You know, you call in and you tell Max. I would love to know. I, I ask people all our, the time. Our What's call he in done? number. Our call in number is five one two six four three live. That's five one two six four three five four eight three. Yeah, I would like someone to actually tell me in since sincerely, not propaganda, not oh well, he's. You know, as an intelligent human being, uh-huh. what's he done? I, seriously, I want to know what's he actually accomplished for the average working man. I, I am willing to be convinced. I have no axe to grind. You and see, think, I'm just a, I'm just a neutral. You are not. Citizen. You are not. I, I, I'm a know, neutral. I'm, I, the, I'm, I'm the very neutral. neutral. In, I'm, I'm the re- neutral in this. I'm studio. a regular citizen, and my job is just you know, too. to look at different topics and then you know make my decision about them. Well, that's what I see, Michael. I see, knew I that's, that's why I knew why I like you. Yeah. You see, we have a so, lot. Is that maybe Zach's? The I'm radical. not for. I'm not against. I'm pretty you know. radical, man. Yeah, exactly. He does drive a jeep with no doors. <laughs> That's pretty rad. That is pretty rad. A friend of mine bought one of those because I'm a car nut, right? A, friend a of mine Jeep just, without doors? Well, it came with doors, but then he took them off. You don't need doors. He bought a manual as well. Yeah. It's got a manual. Do you have a manual? It's manual, yeah. Wow, you guys should meet. So, just, Zach, you tell me, what, what do you like about the president? Um, what do I like about him? Uh-oh. <laughs> so you've asked the wrong guy. <laughs> Seriously. Why, he's, uh, got I like, man, he's got uh, a man crush on him? I like yeah. how he um, triggers people. Oh, he definitely triggers people. The snowflakes, as you might say. Is it the snowflakes? Is that what they're called? Yeah. Yeah, the snowflakes. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've got one. My, okay, I'm going to give you the one that you missed. Okay, Because this, this made me laugh, okay? So Donald Trump's um, parents, are one is Scottish, so literally from the, from the British Isles, and his dad was born in, in um, Queens, right? But his ancestors on his father's side are all from Germany. His parents are from Germany. They were first-generation immigrants, right? And I guess they did very well. Nothing wrong with that. It's very, that's very good. He actually twice in, in the last nine days has forgotten where his own parents are from. And, and I'm not making this up. I'm not being funny. I'm not, being trying to, I'm not saying see, ha, ha. I'm just making the point that twice he said, and I remember the quote, yeah, more or less, it's in my head, because he said, um, my, first off, who talks like this? He basically started off by saying, I like the EU. We shouldn't be at war. You know, we're not really foes, whatever. He's starting off like that because my parents are from there. And he actually said He says they're from EU sectors. The EU sectors. Yes. (laughs) Like like FEMA camps here in America. He said EU sectors. It's like, who talks like that? EU sectors. FEMA camp seven. Yes. Yes. And then he, yes. And then he went on to say, (laughs) and then he went on to I'm glad you said that. And I did. What are we here in Texas? Which FEMA camp are we? And then he went on to say, though. What does that mean? Um, so if there is some huge go, right? disaster, then there are, um, different drawn out sort of so areas. Someone said we're district nine yeah, or district nine. How, would, how do you know that? Why would you know that? Because my Facebook followers, it's knowledge. Us. It's no, public no, knowledge. Just, 
Oh, okay. All if right. you read deep enough. If you see, obviously, I'm now. Someone asked uh, Jake. Jake said, uh, wh- "Where are we going with the the we don't need doors?" Oh, yeah. That's what talking about right, doors. Right, where, okay, where right. No, so, so, so because I'm a car nut, right, I'm an absolute car. I bought 50 You're cars. You're a con artist. I'm a con artist. Carl, car nut. I bought 50 cars <laughs> in my life. Every time someone buys a car, to answer, what's the gentleman's name to ask you the question about the uh, doors? Jake, Jake. Jake. So, Jake, to answer the question, what a friend of mine just bought a Jeep. Is it the Rubicon? The, it's the four-door manual. Uh-huh. And the first thing he did was take the doors off and the roof. And the reason I brought that up with yeah. Zach to answer Jake's question is because you have the same vehicle. I do. And they're both the same ma- setup. And they're both manual. Uh-huh. It's like... With no top, no doors. Nothing. I don't need doors. There's, uh, so, except... If- That's just one extra step. When I get in my car, I have to... Open the door. It's such a hassle. Open the door. No roof. Uh, no roof. Uh-huh. No um, and no doors. And this is a grown man. He's like you. He's a grown man. He's not like he's nineteen. Yeah. He's a grown man. No doors. So what yeah. happens? Aren't you worried that if something flies off the road and hits you or something? I mean, seriously. I mean, if it's my time to go. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> it's my time. Do you wear a helmet when you're driving it? <laughs> He probably does. <laughs> a bicycle. A bicycle. Yeah, he has a bicycle. Yeah, exactly. With the little uh, the multicolored fan on the top. So my friend, I won't name, I don't want to embarrass my friend, but he's he goes off-roading in this. That's why he does it, right? He bought the Rubicon with the manual, and mm-hmm. most Americans are going to be hated for this, can't drive a manual, right? So oh. Is that a true statement? <laughs> is, you, oh, you said you can't? Or of course I can. Can't. I can drive oh, yeah, it. yeah, okay. No, most Americans can't. Yeah, though. correct. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Thank you. Actually, in the UK, you need two licenses. If you drive, if you get a, if you pass your test driving an automatic, you can't. Supposedly, you're not supposed to drive a manual. That's you have probably, to go retake the test if you want to drive a manual. That's kind of dumb. Well, you just take it driving a manual, then you can do it the other way around. But anyway, so <laughs> so we got sidetracked. We take no, that's it, okay. That's okay. Are you, is, are you all right over there? Yeah, I'm Michael? good. Okay. All right. all right. So we've had uh, quite a few little shootings around the country. You have this one that was in uh, in Florida. Uh, someone was actually coming out of a grocery store. Well, actually, this couple pulled into a handicapped parking space. Is this the stand your ground one? Yeah, the stand your ground. See, one. I know. See, see, how you know that? I read. Well, you are American. <laughs> I read, man. Do you I have read. a handgun license? No. You have a handgun? No. You don't carry a gun? No. You don't have any guns at home? No. Come on, tell the truth. The same devil. No, no, Max, I don't. You don't have any guns at home, Max. What? No, I don't. You're Everybody, lying. you're lying. No, I don't have a gun at home. You no, sir are a liar. I, I am not. I married. <laughs> a, listen, I married a native Texan. Oh, uh, okay. A native Texan. Oh, so, so, so she, that means you have guns at home. She, no, she, she had a gun and she gave it back to her brother. Oh, did she? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. Right, I we'll, think they destroyed it actually. Okay, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Okay. I'm not buying your story, but okay. we'll leave it at that. I don't need a gun. All right, so this uh, this couple pulled into this uh, store. I'm not, I don't I don't uh, get into fights as much as you do, Michael. Oh, <laughs> we don't do that. So they pulled into this, the parking lot of a store, and the girlfriend stayed in the vehicle, and the the guy got out of the car along with his son to go into the store to buy some candy for his son. And while he was inside the store, because they actually parked in a handicapped parking space and they were not handicapped. A guy that was sitting there in the parking lot decided to get out of his vehicle and tell them, you know, look, you guys need to move out of that handicapped parking space. You know, he got out of his vehicle. He inspected the car to see if they had a handicapped license plate, which they did not. And so he decided, you know, to tell them, hey, you need to move somewhere else and get out of that parking space. And so the boyfriend comes out of the store with his son 
and sees the guy standing outside their vehicle arguing with the girlfriend inside the vehicle. The girlfriend gets out of the vehicle, and then the boyfriend comes up to the guy and pushes him and knocks him down to the ground. While the guy was still laying on the ground, he took his handgun out and shot and killed him. That's slightly over, over the top, don't you think? I don't know. You his tell me. His life wasn't threatened. He was pushed down. Well, the so so what 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 do you think? Well, according to the Florida Standing Ground Law, it, it it's all about what you reasonably believe. Do you reasonably believe that you're you know this person was trying to kill you? And so if you do, then you have a right to stand your ground and defend yourself. And he won the case, right? He, well, the it, well, the we haven't gotten that far yet. Okay. This just happened. Okay. So that means that hey, you know the the sheriff decided not to, you know. Recommend charges well, that was it. to the okay, DA. That's what it was. And okay. so now it's going to go to the DA. The DA will decide whether or not they're going to bring charges against this guy. As of right now, no charges have been filed against the the uh, the guy that pulled. Because there's video of the handgun, isn't there? Video? There is video. See, I know this stuff. I see. I've seen the video. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah so well, I've read about. And people video. are arguing about this online. There's a lot of comments online about it. About you know whether it was right or wrong, was it? You well, know, he did instigate it. He did, he did instigate it, right? The right. guy who shot this person, he didn't have to get out of his vehicle. Get out of his vehicle, right? He didn't have to confront everybody. He could have just left them a note. Were they? Was she also, in the car? You shouldn't. The inter- put, you, you, that goes both ways. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. Yes. You know, getting out of your vehicle, confronting someone, you know, taking the law in your own hands, you yeah. know, contact the police Should've or whatever. Just said, and hey, let don't them do it, it next time. That's all you got to say. Or you just call the police and let them come over and write him yeah, a ticket. Exactly. And also, you don't put your hands on someone else. He didn't touch the girlfriend, though, did he? Uh, but the the boyfriend, the, other guy, the boyfriend, the boyfriend yeah, pushed yeah, him yeah, and pushed yeah. him down to the ground. Yeah, yeah. And also, my question is, how old was this guy that he pushed down to the ground? The guy that Be- was pushed down was forty seven. So he wasn't that okay. Old. So he wasn't that old. And yeah. The guy that pushed him down was twenty eight. Okay. okay. So, so I mean, okay. they weren't. It's not like he's an old guy. He looked older know? than he looked older okay. in the video for some reason. All right. So yeah, because I thought if he was in his 60s, 65 or something like that, that's a senior. That's a little more. The law doesn't look. You know, no, but again, like I that. think it's one of those situations which unfortunately grew out of something that shouldn't have happened. He should have simply said, hey, um, just if he was upset about it, which, by the way, I would get upset if I saw someone parking in a handicapped spot that wasn't right. You know, clearly they weren't supposed to be there. But I wouldn't have got out of my car. I might have just said, if, was, was she in the car the entire time, the girlfriend? Yes, she was in oh, the car okay. the entire time. She, she was, yeah, so that's kind of stupid. So he decided to get out of his uh, vehicle, yeah, walk yeah, over yeah. to yeah, their yeah, vehicle, yeah. and get into a confrontation. He could have just said, hey, you know, I saw you do that. Why are you doing that? Don't do it again. And walked away. I mean, that's, that's probably Just the, leave it at this. Say what you have to say. You're in the, you're in the handicapped parking space. Yeah, that's not get right. Get into a uh, back and forth because you're not law enforcement. You can't exactly. write them a ticket. Yeah, exactly. So why get into a, a conflict, you know, with yeah, them? Yeah, I agree. Use conflict resolution. Wow, yeah. Say what you got to say. Guy, and then get the back guy we vehicle. just had on who was talking about uh, the state of mind right. with the martial arts. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, this, and basically what I'm talking about is trying to avoid situations like that. That was an avoidable situation. There's no reason why it should have gotten to that – got. Yeah, so no way it should have gotten to that point where someone actually pulls a gun out and shoots someone over a handicapped parking space. All right, we're going to have uh, Senator Eric Brackey. He's going to come on. He's going to talk to us about um, his Senate race. I think we're going to have to skip Senator Ted Harvey. Uh, we can't get a good signal on him. So uh, we're we too back. busy out defending Donald Trump right now. That's, uh, we'll that's what his problem is. He All just right. couldn't just couldn't get through. It, it's hard, you know. Yeah, got, got a lot of people got to talk to. Yeah, exactly. The a lot of people defend the president. All States, right. right. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk. 
Hello, this is Gerald Darty, and I'm the Precinct 3 County Commissioner here in Travis County, and you're listening to Common Talking. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back and we're going to have State Senator Eric Brakey. Uh, he's a candidate running for U.S. Senate. He's going to tell us a little about, him, about himself. He's also going to tell us about the Second Amendment and, and also about liberty and what he's going to do for the great people of the United States as running as a senator, as being a senator. All right, but um, we were talking about, before we went on break, you know, different little things that have gone on around the country. Uh, there was this incident. Uh, I don't know what country this was in. I don't know if it was in New York. I'm sorry, it was in the U.S., but I don't know if it was in New York City or not, where an Asian passenger was sitting on a train, and this other guy decides to just walk up, start yelling and screaming at him because he, he said he just hated Asians, and then started slapping the guy. You know, I, I don't know if it's the heat or what's going on. You know, well, we got we got Zach here who's going to run in the heat. He is. He's for a hundred miles. A hundred miles that's, in Houston, Texas, in August. That's enough to make you want to slap a person right there. Exactly. That, well, he's <laughs> he's kind of annoying anyway. So he, I just want to slap him all the time. A hundred oh. miles. You're going to do that in Houston. A hundred miles, Zach. It's just a hundred miles in Houston. Just a hundred in miles. the heat. Yeah. That's, that People can't drive in Houston for five minutes, let alone run a hundred miles. Was it just around the Beltway Eight? Is that where it is? Well, I know Houston. Where, 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 where Cat Spring? Just I don't west know of Houston. Oh, okay. I kind of said a little bit outside of town. So you're gonna be uh, you're gonna be packing some heat because you, you're in Houston. Oh yeah, you're gonna. Count, uh, I'm, willing to bet you, I'm willing to bet you get robbed uh, while yeah, you're running around yeah, Houston. Yeah. Okay. No phone calls. No it's, hate messages. It's going to carry an AK-47. You know. <laughs> it is what it is. It's Houston. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> so are you seriously? I can't believe you're going to do a hundred miles in that heat. Yeah, I've been training for this race for about five weeks now. I That's it? Five four, weeks? Four more weeks to train. Yeah, it was kind of a spur-of-the-moment oh, wow. decision. A hundred miles. To run this race. I've done a couple Ironman triathlons. Do you know that when we go out to the marathons. gun range, we went to the gun range yesterday, and it was probably 102, 103, something around there. Do you, you go outside, don't we, you? We're outside. It's an outdoor gun range, and we're out there. We can't stand out there for 30 minutes before someone's about to die, literally. Oh, oh but did you die? I don't. Yeah. You know, I'm almost 50. He, wear, I'm he, he wears an air-conditioned hat, one of those things with water in it. You, know, the, the, <laughs> you see dripping down. It's a good idea. Yeah, it's not a bad. Maybe you should have one of those. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, so let me bring into the conversation Senator Eric Brakey. Uh, Senator Brakey, welcome to Come and Talk It, sir. Hey, gl- glad to be on with you. Thank you for having me today. Absolutely. And please tell me I'm pronouncing your name correctly. You got it exactly right. It's Brakey like achy, breaky heart. Nice. Outstanding. So you're running for U.S. Senate. That's right. So tell us. Uh, here t- in Maine, we got a great opportunity this November. Great state of Maine. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and why you're running for U.S. Senate. Well, I'll tell you, I got started about, geez, just eight years ago as a, as a young person concerned about the national debt, became a Ron Paul activist, became state director for his presidential campaign here in Maine in 2012, uh, ran for state Senate two years later at the age of 26 against a 36-year Democrat incumbent. People told me I had no chance whatsoever. Went out, knocked on 8,000 doors, talked about the Second Amendment, talked about limited government and personal liberty, ended up winning in a landslide. Wow. I sponsored and passed the constitutional carry law we have here in Maine, which you know, I'll, I'll uh, elbow you a little bit in Texas. I don't think even you guys have constitutional carry yet. I know. But, uh, <laughs> I know. Texas, the Lone Star State. 
We don't have constitutional care. People think Texas, you know, it's the one state that, you know, everyone's got a gun in Texas. Everyone carries a gun in Texas, but we're not constitutional carry state. Well, I'll tell you, I think there's uh, sometimes I refer to Maine as the, the Texas of New England. We've got a few things in common. We love our guns and we also got a thing for our boots. <laughs> nice. All right. So uh, why, why U.S. Senate, though? Well, you know, I am just looking on at Washington, D.C., the city that's 500 miles away from us, even I'm sure much even further away from you in, in Texas. And I'm just sick and tired of watching these one size fits all solutions come out of this this city, trying to tell us all across America how to live, how to live our lives. They, they waste our, our money. We're twenty one trillion dollars in debt. And you know what? Uh, the, the U.S. Census actually came out identifying that the richest region in America is Washington, D.C. The five richest ca- counties in America are all suburbs directly surrounding Washington, D.C. And so the question is really, where did all that money come from? They don't produce anything in Washington, D.C. It all came from us. They stole it from us. They steal our money with taxes. They steal our, uh, from, our, from our futures with debt. They steal from the value of our savings and our retirements when they print new money out of thin air. Uh, and, and sadly, that's not the worst of it. They steal our very fundamental constitutional liberties. And so that's why I'm going to Washington, D.C. I want Washington, D.C. to leave us alone. Nice. All right. So, you know, I, I, I got someone sitting in the studio, Uh-oh. you know, and when you hear his voice. Yes. You know, you'll know that. Hey, I'm a nice guy. He is. He's yes. a super nice guy. I am, and I am. He a, means well. I mean well. And I am. As Bless you, his heart. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, hello, how are you today? My name is Max Miller, and as you can tell, I am a Texan. <laughs> so I'll take your word for it. No, hey, I, I, I have an American passport, so uh, I have a Texas passport. Come to think about it, do you? Yeah, I did. Well, no, there isn't one, is there? Maybe there is. It's a driver's license. Yeah, I have a question. I actually have a question uh, for you, if you don't mind. Uh, I'm just curious. You mentioned the debt of twenty-one trillion dollars, which of course is going to grow exponentially under Donald Trump. So, what would you do about that? Well, you're right, and sadly, this is something that Republicans often campaign on and then don't do anything when they get there. Um, you know, which is so. One of the things I, 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 I we need to we need to do is we need to cut spending in a real way, and I don't mean any of these these fake cuts that go on in Washington D.C. all the time when they plan to grow grow us spending by eight percent and only grow it by six percent and say we just had a two percent cut even though we're spending more money uh, this year than we did last year. That's, that, that's the games they play in Washington, D.C., and whenever uh, even, even, even that kind of a cut, they, they scream about the sky falling whenever it happens. But, you know, we have so many uncon- completely unconstitutional departments. Let's take the Federal Department of Education, for, for example. This has only been around since the 1970s. All it has added is bureaucracy and mandates down down on us, uh, you know, our, our local schools. Uh, there's this presumption in Washington, D.C. that we don't know how to educate our own kids in our own states, and we need these government bureaucrats telling us how to do it. They add nothing. We spend hundreds of billions of dollars there. We can look at entire departments that we should eliminate completely. I would start with the Federal Department of Education. We also need to look at a lot of the overseas spending. You know, we spend we send so much money abroad to welfare for dictators, what we call uh, foreign aid, you know, taking money from poor people in a rich country and giving it to rich people in a poor country. Uh, we need to look at the overseas spending. And we also I know this is kind of a, a little bit against the Republican Orthodox a little bit. We also need to look at some of the trillions of dollars we spend on these wars. You know, we've been in Afghanistan for 17 years now, uh, and it, it's uh, 
is not something we can afford, and, and the mission is clear. It's not doing a very good service to our soldiers. I just want to make it clear, either. though. Yeah, I just want to make it clear. You said Department of Education, right? Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, well, just so you know, I just want to make sure bit. I'm a big believer in facts. So just so you know, the Department of Education has a budget of $68 billion, which in the scheme of things isn't much, and you're talking $21 trillion. So I, I, this is the part I don't get. So just humor me mm-hmm. for one minute. How do you claim to be someone who wants to cut the deficit and the budget and, and bring down the debt, which I think most sensible Americans are for? And as I said, I am an American. I'm an American taxpayer. I just had this strange accent. What is it that $68 billion, with all due respect, is absolutely nothing? It's zero. It's, it's, a, it's, it's not even a pinprick on the back of an ant. Well, I mean, it, it, it just sounds like speaking points. Have you ever seen that much money, Max? Sixty-eight billion dollars. Yes. Well, actually, I'm dollars. not as rich as Michael. <laughs> that sounds like a uh, lot Jeff of money Bezos, to me. Jeff Bezos has that money. He has that's twice. He has more than twice that. But I'm serious. I mean, sixty-eight billion is nothing. This is a talking point. What would you do? I don't. I mean, well, seriously, what would you do? I'm, I'm giving. I'm giving you one example there. Okay, and I'll give say, me. You say sixty-eight billion. You say it's sixty-eight billion dollars. Sixty-eight billion is is so many more times than the entire budget for the entire state of Maine. The sixty-eight billion dollars. Yeah, but you nothing. just said you just said you want to bring down the deficit from twenty-one trillion, mm. sixty-eight billion. Last time I checked, there's a hell of a lot less than sixty-eight billion. So, with all due respect, it's not going to do anything. Sixty-eight billion right. is what we pay in interest in probably five well, minutes. With all, with, with all due respect, I started with here is an example. Okay, here is an example. We are ready of for one more. department we can cut completely. We are ready for you more. Know, I'm also very supportive of something that Senator Rand Paul has been has been promoting, which is the penny plan which is you cut one penny out of every dollar across the board going forward. A real cut, not these fake cuts. You take what we are spending right now. So would you cut the fake spending? Absolutely. I just talked about these trillion-dollar wars that we have been fighting. We've been in Afghanistan for 17 years. It's been a tremendous waste of taxpayer money. And even worse, it's been a, it's been a, it has been a disservice to the folks that we're, we're – By the we way, you and I, we can, we, can end on, we can end on friendly terms. I agree with you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> no. And I, we are never going to balance the budget if we don't look at the war spending. Yeah, I agree with you. I totally agree with you. And the, and the human cost, by the way. It's oh, absolutely. All, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's, yeah. even, that's even more costly than, yeah, than the yeah, cost in yeah. dollars. Exactly. I agree with you. All, all right. right. So we're talking with uh, – candidate who's running for U.S. Senate, Eric Brakey. When we come back from the break, we're going to ask him about a little bit more more about constitutional carry. Also, the concealed carry reciprocity bill that was uh, presented before Congress. And also, what about the suppressor bill? Going to talk about that and what's his thoughts on that, his take on NFA firearms and all that kind of stuff. We come back from the break. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is State Representative Jonathan Sticklin, and you are listening to Come and Talk It on Talk 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It, and now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're talking with Senator Eric Brakey, and he's running for U.S. Senate uh, from the great state of Maine. You know, the way life should be, Maine. They have constitutional carry there. Where in Texas, we do not. So they're more pro-Second Amendment in Maine than we are in Texas. That's sad. Is it? It is. It is. It is. All right, so uh, Senator Brakey, so tell us, you know, what's your thoughts on the concealed carry reciprocity bill? You know, so that license holders can actually carry their handguns 
uh, you know, your handgun license will be recognized in every single state. I'm very supportive of it. It also depends on how it's done. Um, I think that if our Second Amendment means something, it shouldn't uh, mean nothing as soon as I get as far south as the Massachusetts border. Or in your case, uh, oh, well, I'm not sure what <laughs> some you're down south. There's, I'm sure there's a lot more gun friendly states around you guys than there are up here oh, yeah, in New England. We've yeah. got Massachusetts and New York. And, you know, thankfully, we can travel across uh, uh, Maine, New Hampshire and Vermont, where you, all three of us have constitutional carry. But uh, but certainly our Second Amendment should should mean something wherever we go inside of the United States borders. The, the, the devil is going to be in the details, though, because I want to make sure that when something like this is passed, it is not uh, creating a framework for the federal government to establish their own standards on, uh, on, on what a concealed carry permit looks like and creating an incredibly high bar that would deny people from being able to uh, exercise their Second Amendment rights. So I think that's where the devil is in the details. Right. And then also some people feel that it could be a way in for some type of registration. Yeah, certainly. There, 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 is, there is a lot of danger when you have the federal government starting, starting, to, uh, uh, starting to regulate this kind of thing. Uh, this is why, for the most part, it's been good to have a lot of these decisions made on the state level, because if a state like Massachusetts or New York is making bad decisions, at least we here in Maine and Texas, we can set our own policies and live by our own standards. Uh, so I do support it as an overall direction where we need to be, be going. But we need to make sure it's not used as a Trojan horse to, to, get, uh, to get nationwide gun control in place. Absolutely. And then what about the, <clears throat> the suppressor bill so that uh, we remove suppressors from the NFA list, the National Firearms Act list? And so it's just a, it's, it's not a firearm. It's actually a tool. And so, you know, basically, so you can put that suppressor on any firearm that you have and you don't have to have air protection or, or it's not as loud. Yeah. You know, and, and this is something that's often a common misconception. I think people people watch, you know, remember watching uh, uh, James Bond movies where he has the silencer on the gun and it makes it virtually silent. Uh, in reality, as we, as we know, those of us who, who use firearms know, it doesn't actually work like that. It, it makes it quieter so that you don't have to wear uh, sound protection, but people can still hear it. You're not going to have people, you know, being secret agents, and you know, <laughs> you're not you're not going to have kind of these completely silent, like some 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 folks uh, fear. You know, I, and I, it looked like we were on track to actually get this legislation passed, and then of course we had the tragedy that took place uh, in in Las Vegas. Uh, uh, you know, uh, when when that happened, and it had nothing to do with suppressors. There were no suppressors used. But you had Hillary Clinton come out and politicize it and and claim that, you know, here you had this tragedy uh, where firearms were involved. And she said, well, and, and just to think, you know, Republicans in Congress are going to make silencers available. How much more terrible this would have been if there had been silencers involved? Completely irresponsible, hypothetical situation that had nothing to do with it. But whenever these tragedies happen, you know, folks like Hillary Clinton can't help themselves but come over and uh, come out and politicize these these tragedies. Absolutely. <clears throat> and also, Senator Eric Brakey, how can people find you? People can go to our website, ericbrakey.com, and if they want to chip in $5, $10, help a constitutional conservative, have another constitutional conservative voice in the U.S. Senate, of course, that would be a victory for Maine, but that would be a victory for anyone in the country who supports our Constitution. You can also... Uh, like us on Facebook at Eric Brakey for U.S. Senate or follow me on Twitter or Instagram at Senator Brakey.
All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Thank you, Senator Breaker, for coming on. And I hope you uh, hope you're successful in your run for hey, U.S. Michael, Senator. Can I ask a quick question? Sure. Go for it. Hey, hey so, uh, Senator, I just wanted to uh, I, even though I think politically you and I are totally opposite. We do have one thing in common. Uh, and Michael, that? Michael's looking at me going, what is that? A spam a lot. Oh, yeah. What, see, is, what I, is that? See, see, I knew, see, see, I knew that Michael wouldn't know. Can you explain to uh, my unsophisticated friends here in the studio, <laughs> please, what spam a lot is, what I'm talking about? Well, in a past life, I was an actor, and I was, uh, spam a lot is a, it's Monty Python. And it's, a, it's a popular uh, musical uh, based on Monty Python's uh, Search for the Holy Grail. And I was in a production of Monty Python Spam a lot uh, in my local community uh, community theater. Jeez, that's going on about four or five years ago now. Well, good and, for you. Uh, Which part did you play, by the way? You know, I was in the chorus for that one. I usually get the bigger roles in the straight plays. I, I can usually stumble my way through the songs. Oh, <laughs> I was expecting you to be like the uh, like the one of the knights with the um, with the with. Cracking on the coconuts or something. That they... <laughs> I, I actually I did get to uh, I was one of the people cr- cracking the coconuts because of course in 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 in, uh, uh, in Monty Python they don't have horses so exactly they just use the they coconut. Had no, they had no budget. <laughs> <laughs> I was also I was also the uh, uh, the not quite dead yet uh, individual who <laughs> getting shot by an arrow several times and oh. being left for dead but was never quite not quite dead yet. Well, good for you. Good for you. See, we're going to end on terms where I knew we'd agree on something. That Monty <laughs> Python is really Monty Python is the probably the best thing out there right now. I think it's fantastic. Well, yeah. we can all agree on that. Exactly. All right, back to you, Michael. All right, I really appreciate you, uh, Senator Eric Brakey, from calling in from Maine, and just so people know, Maine, the way life should be. And Senator Brakey's going to make sure it stays that way. Right, Senator? Absolutely. We're going fight to for, fight for Maine and fight for our freedoms. All right. Thank you very much for coming on the show today. And you have a wonderful rest of your weekend. Thank you very much. Outstanding, sir. You didn't know he did spam a lot? You didn't know what he <laughs> No, did. I didn't know what that was. You know what spam a lot is, right? Never heard of it. Never heard of it. now. You didn't know what spam a lot was? Oh, my no, God. I never, I never heard of it. I You've heard, heard of Monty of Python, right? Yeah, I watched <laughs> yes, the Holy Grail course. many times. The Holy times. Grail, right. Well, yes, well, well yes, the Holy Grail is yes. a spam a lot, sort of a whole amalgamation of various things from Monty Python, of which oh, the Holy okay. Grail is, yeah. He just, well, the Holy Grail is what it really is, right? We were just talking about that. There's no horses in the Holy Grail because they have to use, pretend they're using coconuts to make the sound of the horses. Mm-hmm. But that's really in reality. You know why that was in reality? The, the money, they had no budget. So they couldn't afford horses, and so they decided on the improv to use one of the actors with clank, uh, clack uh, coconuts together. That's a true story. How did they get that killer rabbit trained? With I don't know. Rabbit? That was the, the killer. See, someone, you don't, Michael's looking at us going, what, what the hell are you guys talking <laughs> I have about? no idea. The killer rabbit. About. And the holy hand grenade of Equitash. Uh, uh, no, no my uh, favorite one was I'm Not Dead Yet was the, uh, the Black Knight. It's just a flesh just wound. Just a flesh wound. <laughs> yeah, all the famous quotes. Sorry, Michael. We're talking. Oh, you're fine. We're talking Monty Python, but he actually had it on his web page. Yeah, I did. Okay. I, I, I took the time to read. All right. So we we were talking earlier about the uh, the gentleman on the train, you know, and I asked my my viewers, uh, what would you do? What would you do if you're sitting on a train? You know, you're riding a subway, and some guy's yelling and screaming at you, and then slaps you in the face at least twice. What? Yeah. He slaps it in the face twice. I'll show you the video. Why? He's this guy's gentleman sitting on the train, mind his own business. Yeah. And this guy here is harassing him. He oh. just doesn't like Chinese people. Oh. And so, and so okay. he slaps him twice on the face. He's, he looks like this the guy, this, 
I can't tell, but it looks like he's like 80 years old. Yeah, yeah. Some, something's wrong with him. Something wrong with that yeah, guy. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's his heat. I'm telling you, it's the heat. So that's why I don't understand, Zach, you know, how you're going to run 100 miles. Yeah, so so the point being, how you, are you going <laughs> to... Oh, you know what? He's going to have people slapping him as he's, dry, as he's running to keep yeah, him awake. I should. <laughs> you seriously, you're going to be running around Houston. You know, you really need to carry good. I only have to do part of the race during the day when it's hot. Oh, really? Oh, uh, what a minute. The but rest I have to run at night. What time does it start? I got to be running at 2 a.m. What time does the race start? Race starts at noon on Saturday, and, and it, it ends is... at 6 p.m. Sunday. So I have 30 hours to complete the race. Oh, my God. Noon on Saturday, 6 p.m. on Sunday. Yep. Your body, your muscles are just going to say, stop. And, and Yeah, they are. Right now. You have I'm to go sure through that are. pain and barrier. I'm curious what's going to happen after that. <laughs> they're they're going to say, hey, and by the way, still stopping. Yeah, yeah. and my brain is going to tell them, hey, guess what? You don't get to stop. You're not in control. I am. Well, how many people? The muscles are going to say, you know what? Yeah. Uh, we're from Missouri. The show me state. We're going to show you. <laughs> so how many lock people? You up right how many there. people enter these races? How many? When? What is it like? Well, this particular like race. Two of you. There's just two of you. <laughs> well, they have a hundred <laughs> mile. That's why. That way, no one loses. It's a very American <laughs> yeah. thing. There's three people. There's someone's just gar- me. Someone's <laughs> guaranteed to win. Hey, you ready to take a break? Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, let's take a break. <laughs> it's about fifty yeah, exactly. people. Yeah, exactly. He talks to himself. Right. Yeah. So how many people? Seriously, fifty. They do the hundred miler. There's a fifty oh. miler. Wow. A okay. Thirty miler. Twenty six. I guess fifty is a lot. Ten k. So, so how do you train for something like that? How do you train for a hundred mile race? Just get out there and run. Are you going to do the hundred so miles before you do it? Uh, not in one go. So we don't know if we could do it in one go. You don't need to do it in one go just to prove that I can do it. No, I'm going to prove that on the race day. So you've never done 100 miles before. No, I've never you... done more than 26. Well, even 26 is a uh, lot. I haven't done more than 20 in the last year. Yeah. Okay, I, I don't know. One I, day. I, I, you're I, making I, me mad, though, because like, yeah, yeah, yeah. people like him are just sickening. You know, they're yeah, sort of fit yeah. and healthy. and you probably don't Yeah, even... I spend quite a bit of time training yeah. to get there. That's really annoying. You know, people <laughs> like him. Well, I mean, we'll be. You're gonna wear a. You're gonna wear a. Um, almost said a dash cam. You're gonna wear like a go cam. Those go cameras, whatever it is that people. What is it? Those. I don't know. I don't have a plan. You got to wear a part. camera on your he helmet. Wait. He's, he's gonna wear a he's helmet. He's running hundred miles. A you better not wear anything. Yes, yes, he's gonna wear a helmet. He's got to have a dash cam. I don't. Know, I keep, what's the name? GoPro. That's it's hundred right. miles. You're gonna uh-huh. wear a GoPro. No, right? it's too heavy. That'd be a long time. It's a hundred miles. That's that too heavy. Anything no, is too heavy. The little square one. The little square one. Maybe for sections. Okay. No, Fair enough. Sections like, well, Donald Trump understands the word sections because that's where he thinks his parents are from <laughs> in Europe, right? They're sections. He forgot yeah, the word. sections. Because he forgot the, the word. Because he, sectors, sectors, thank you. Because he mm-hmm. forgot the word country. So <laughs> no, I'm not making this up. He oh, did. Oh my goodness. He did. All I'm right. Not, am I lying? So we're I'm just, not lying. We're just chatting. We're talking about current events. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Brittany Glaze, and I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It. Listen to Talk 1370 anytime, anywhere with the all-new Radio.com app. Check your phone's app store or visit Talk1370.com slash app. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. I know a place. This is just my favorite song. Can you tell that? I just love this song. It just puts me in that good mood. Go ahead, sing it. Yeah. I want to hear you sing Ain't it. Ain't nobody worrying 
Dan. That's very good. good. Yeah. Actually, no, it's not. Please don't. Ain't no smiling. You know what it sounds like? He sounds like he's having a bowel movement <laughs> while he's on the toilet. Oh my goodness! Sorry, I couldn't help it. Look here, Austinites, and for those people that are here from California and UK. Yes, thank you. It's 105 degrees outside. It's 105. We officially hit a record for today. Oh, is that that's a record? That is a record oh for today. Uh, the last not real. The last time we were this close this time of year was 2011. It was 104 degrees back in 2011 on this day. So we've actually hit a record today. It's 105 degrees outside, and you're talking about running a marathon, running 100 miles. How hot is it going to be that day? Oh, I don't know. Probably in the 90s, but with Houston? double the humidity. It'll be a little cooler. Oh, God. Is it September when that... that the rate? humidity will be twice what it is Is here. it going to be in September, October, or August? No, it's August. August. It's, oh, are you kidding me? It's going to be 110. It's going to be 110 in August. Yeah. Well, it's not going to be 90. the forecast and the history Look, of the they can't tell me what the temperature is, you know, right now. Let it's going to be fine. Whatever it is, 120, 80. Okay. doesn't matter. Uh, we're going to have to start a GoFundMe page. Yeah, we're going to have to. Uh, do you have medical insurance? Because <laughs> we're not paying it. As, as a matter of fact, uh, no. yeah, you are. I got Obamacare. Uh, good. That's off. good. That's good. Actually, he's oh, grateful that. for that. Actually, he needs to get married uh, <laughs> so she can cash in. Because I'm telling you, uh, yeah, life insurance, 100 miles. It's not worth much though. It's 105 Seriously. degrees, and you're talking about around 100 miles. Seriously, I can't get people to stand outside for 30 minutes and 45 minutes to do a, a shooting sequence at the range. Some of it will be at night. So, Some. that's the good news. Yeah, but, yeah, but you'll be running. But you're in the talking hottest noon, the, the yeah. hottest part, noon on a Saturday. Uh-huh. Okay. And it's still going to be hot all the way down to nine o'clock, 10 o'clock. It, it, by midnight, it will cool off a little. Oh, you're like, feel oh, great it will then. feel great. Yeah. And then the next day, uh, by 10, 11 o'clock in the morning, you're like, oh my goodness. And then you're still going until 6 p.m. Well, he said he wants to finish in 24 hours, though. Yeah, if I finish in under 24 yeah. hours, the race director actually laid down the challenge that anybody that finishes under 24 hours, he'll write you a check right then and there for the race fee. Which is, what, 40 bucks? <laughs> Seriously. Keep going. Yeah, I mean, you're running on a 105 degrees. Mile He's race. running on public roads. I need some lottery money here. Yeah, yeah. Is it a lot of money? Yeah, uh, I mean, it's... See you. It's more. See you. It's not much. And tomorrow it's, it's going to be just, worse. Tomorrow's yeah, supposed to be 108. Yes, 108 degrees tomorrow. 108. That is amazing. It's Texas. I don't have to get. That's in my, nothing. I have to We're, get in my swimming pool. Yeah, God, but I was. I God is trying to tell you something. They're, well, saying, they're trying to say go back to California. You know, that's what we're trying to say here. Well, I, I having uh, traveled many places. I've been. I've been in the Sahara Desert, and I can tell you, I we were in a Land Cruiser, and uh, I thought I can get out. How hot can it be? And uh, I have to tell you, it didn't take too long. Literally, I could feel my brain start, I mean, my <laughs> head starting to, now, now I know what Donald Trump feels like every day. I could feel my brain starting to heat up. I'm not joking. It was the most bizarre thing. I thought, I can handle this. How hot can it be? I mean, I'm a fairly fit guy. I mean, I can do this. It's because you have all that thick hair. Yeah, maybe that maybe that's what it was. Insulates your yeah, head. Yeah, I, I tell you, no, I'm not joking. I could see why. Just a few hours in this. If you're not ready for it, if you're not acclimatized to it, or know what to expect, it no, you have no chance. There's none. All right. So over in Utah, there's another video that I was watching this week. Oh, in Utah, it was a pawn shop where these two guys decided to run into the pawn shop carrying guns, and they were going to rob the pawn shop. 
So one guy, you know, gets behind the counter. He's breaking, you know, glass, trying to grab stuff, stuff his bag, whatever. The other guy turns around and goes to close the front door behind him. Yeah. And so at that point, the clerk decides to run over and run into the office and pull out his concealed handgun. And when he does that, the bad guy runs in behind him and he had to rack the slide. He had to put it around the chamber because he didn't have it around the chamber and then commits to start shooting the bad guy end up stopping him and killing him right there. And so, <clears throat> you know, with all this stuff, I tell you, it's hot. People are doing crazy things out there. Yeah, he does make it happen. Yeah, yeah, he does. It, but it's hot. But why would you rob a, seriously, why would you rob a, a place like that? Yeah, I mean, a, I mean, seriously. In broad daylight. In broad daylight. I mean, I, I mean, I guess you've got to be pretty desperate. Although I am told like, by, by the way, in the morning. when I say porn or porn, you okay. people get confused what I'm talking about. So if I say a porn shop, they're thinking I'm thinking <laughs> porn, but when I say a pawn shop, I think I mean a pawn shop. It sounds it's the my, same. I know, but I, say the two words. That's why I brought it up, Michael, because I'm here to help you. Here say, to make say so so pawn shop. So a pawn shop or a pawn shop? They're different. They sound the same. I no. know they do to you, but not to me. Into really? My, yeah, seriously. Pawn. So this porn. is this is P O R N pawn pawn pawn. No, if I'm saying it, pawn shop pawn, and then P A W N pawn shop porn. No. See, I'm saying it the right way. You're saying the same thing. Well, that's what it sounds like to you, but it's a subtle difference to me inside my head. Yeah. In your own little world. <laughs> in my own, in little, own world. little world. I'm just, I'm just channeling the Donster. It's in my own little world. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Anyway, I just thought I'd pass that little snippet on for you, Michael. Okay. Well, yeah. you know, we need to – the reason I brought up the heat and the temperature and all that stuff, we, we need to it's think about It's because we're worried about resolution. Zach? No, we just need to think about conflict resolution while you're riding around, you're driving around town or whatever, you're traveling – it's hot, and people are angry because it's hot. Yeah. So you need to take that time and just say, hey, you know, it's hot. This person's upset. They're having a bad day, whatever. Just let things go. You know, relax and let it go. Things are not that serious. I'm having a bad day right now. You, well, it's okay. You know, it's not that serious. <laughs> just let it go. When you get in your vehicle, turn up the crank up yeah, the AC, exactly. you know, and just yeah. fill that AC and, and just think it, it's going to be okay. Everything yeah. is fine. Yeah. That's a good attitude. Yeah, actually. just let things go. It's not yeah. that serious. It is, it is easy to forget, though. Yeah, that, and, and think about it like this. When you think that things are really bad for you, think about those people that are actually homeless right now who are, oh you know, who are sitting underneath a tree in this 105-degree weather. Yeah. So this is a record you said for Austin right this now? This is a record for today. Oh, my God. But wait a minute. Didn't we have – when? Would, oh, it gets to 110 here. It's, we're no, going to no, hit 110. We've had – wasn't it like 12 years ago we got to like 111 or 115? Yeah, but for this day. Okay. For All this right. day. Right. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Okay. Oh, yeah. One fifty, one hundred five, one hundred five. That's right. Well, wait a minute. So you, I'm just thought about this. So Zach yeah. is driving a Jeep, yeah, mm-hmm. with no doors. He's trying to he's with tr- no roof. How do you stay? And it's going to be trying 100, to get, He's trying to stay, you know, climatized. Yeah, yeah, he's getting acclimated. One hundred nine degrees tomorrow. How do you, how do you stay? The AC doesn't do anything in that car. No, it doesn't. No. It's like you're just sitting in an oven. You really don't. Do you really even turn it on? Sometimes I actually take the racks out of the oven and I climb in there just to get extra <laughs> just heat acclimation. See, gets to see what it I feels like. I turn up just about 200 or yeah, so. Yeah, exactly. You know, not so high that but I've, I might I've, hurt, hurt myself. But, you know, there's a, you know, the car that's equivalent to yours, you, you may remember, is a Land Rover Defender. The, the mm-hmm. old, old Land Rovers, right? I used to own one of those things. And uh, it, that's thing in the heat was terrible because it it came with so-called air conditioning but it was awful because it's an old design but not only that it was it leaked like a sieve right it was it's an old car it's mm-hmm. an old it was a anyway well, they're <laughs> nice though the, they are but the bottom line being i wish i kept it because i keep going up in value the bottom line is 
I don't know how you stand the heat with driving around because it's like having a, you're being hit in a fan with a in the face with a heated fan. Yeah, all you need to do is uh, knuckle up a little bit. Okay. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, just <laughs> just toughen oh, up. To, oh, you're so, oh, you're saying? Oh, I see. So you're telling me I'm spoiled. This air conditioning thing is just a fad. Wow. Yeah, you have a, a really nice air conditioning vehicle too, don't I, you? I have several. Uh-huh. Yes, we don't want to get into that. <laughs> yeah, right so now. just you know, okay. hey, just when you leave out of here. Just get in your vehicle, turn up the AC a little yeah, but bit. Yeah, I'm just wondering how he does Don't it. worry about me cutting you off in traffic. No, I won't. Because I'm going to cut you off. That's what I you do. You won't be able to I'm catch a... up with me. So that's true. Yeah. Yeah, you won't be able to catch that's up true. with me. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But but you, but seriously, I, I, I don't know how you stand the heat. It, it, it doesn't, uh, plus your hair. Doesn't it muss up your hair? He's got, people can't see you, hair. but he, he's got, the, Zach is one of these uh, pretty boys from, uh, uh, from, uh, uh, from a movie. Uh, 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 and he looks like his hair would would be. He looks really like up. a. He looks like Clark Kent. He does exactly. He? Thank, you. Yeah, thank, you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. He really does. He looks he like does. The, the new guy. The new guy. The the latest Superman. I, I can't keep track of them all. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But, he does. He does. And he's, see, he's, I hate to tell him this because yeah, he's really he's gonna, his head is gonna. He won't be able to fit out the door. He's actually a better version of him. Because that guy's like he's getting too buff now. Is that right? Yeah, he's more natural. And he's, he's more natural. Yeah, 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 yeah. You are. It's like you should be in the movies. He could yeah. do a stunt double. Okay. He could be, yeah, he could. He could but, be but that's why he doesn't want his hair muddled, muddled up. You know, you actually like, could be his stunt double. Yeah, you could. Yeah, I think. So. Well, I don't but think. I, mean, I don't know how many. Stunts. I don't know how many women listen to the Michael Show, but uh, if you're between the ages of what, eighteen and fourteen, I think. This- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, eighteen and forty. <laughs> oh, that's messed up. Sorry, sorry. British humor. British humor. I'm sorry. He is single. Yes, he is single. Good looking kid. He's, he's going to be running a hundred miles. Running a hundred miles. Thinking shirts, ladies. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Making it all sweaty. Lock it down. You have about thirty days to lock it down. Six foot. Oh, what are you? Six, six foot three. <laughs> How? No, seriously. I'm six two. How tall are you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you we, know exactly where he is. You know you can follow him on on his Fitbit. Where he's running around town trying to get oh yeah, for the hundred miles. Transmitted? Yeah, so you're going to transmit your location on the interweb when you run. I thought about that, but there's just not anything with the battery life. Oh really? <laughs> for twenty four hours. Twenty four hours. Yeah. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sorry, Michael. We took over your. <laughs> no, that's fine. Okay. Uh, that's, that's perfectly fine. I'm just amazed. This hundred miles is just killing me right now. Yeah. Well, it was. Uh, wait a minute. So it's on a weekend. Yeah. It's a Saturday. It starts on Saturday. Saturday. So he's going to be on the yes. show on Sunday. Oh no, he's not coming back for Sunday. We're gonna be broadcasting from. Oh no, he could do remote. Can't he do remote? We'll be be broadcasting from the hospital that day. Yeah, you (laughs) can follow him. Follow him in the pace vehicle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's gonna have a pace vehicle. We'll be outside in the vehicle, like Tour de France. Okay, how's he doing now? Well, he just stopped breathing. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We're gonna wait till the emergency room. He's not dead yet. We're gonna wait till commercial break to give him. They're trying to get his IV. Exactly, exactly. Hold on, we haven't gone to a break yet, so we can't do any resuscitation. Right. Yeah. That's what we got. IV do. time. IV. IV. Exactly. Actually, yeah, you could actually walk along with, I guess you can have drinks though, right? Drink stations? Yeah, I just will sweat so much that. How do you even keep up I with can't. that? can't. Yeah. Every mile, I'll lose about a pound. So we, still, we seriously need to start a GoFundMe page, you know, because this is, because <laughs> you, you finished this race, this, is be, this would be awesome. Of course, the pressure's on now. Right, I mean the pressure's oh, on. Not a GoFundMe act- page for my hospital bills. No, you know no. I mean? Yeah, the pressure's yeah, on to actually exactly. finish. In, not just finish. Yes, the GoFundMe twi- page for the hospital bill. Yeah, the pressure's sure. on to actually finish in twenty-four hours. Because uh, you will yeah. be. Because that's your words. That. You said it in front of the two people that are listening. 
That's just Michael and I. All right, so good uh-huh. luck to Zach. We yeah. we you hey, know thank you. we'll talk. Sure. We're gonna keep everyone up to date on his hundred mile race as we get closer to that big day. As always, more guns equals less crime. Go out and buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talking with Michael Cargill. I'll take my life. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.